What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Podcast. Uh, this is episode 44. So Christopher Bell just won the Roval, advanced into the round of eight. It was a pretty boring race until the end when all hell broke loose. So we got a ton of stuff to talk about between Briscoe and the controversial thing with his teammate and everything. Larson not making it. Elliot getting spun at the end and having some funny things to say in the media after so yeah we got a ton of stuff to talk about um we'll go over the standings later when we talk about vegas in the round of eight i just want to get right into the race so first of all christopher bell um a toyota who no one thought they'd be able to win unless something like what happened at the end of the race happened in their favor so yeah he got fresh tires and was the first car in fresh tires him and his teammate Kyle Busch actually were both back there um Christopher was a little bit farther up than Kyle so yeah he gets fresh tires he passed a few cars on the first restart and he's probably seconds faster than Harvick who's in first and he was probably gonna run him down but went to double overtime that's what you want to call it and he was he passed him pretty quickly I mean Harvick was pretty much defenseless at that point i'm sure they wish they took tires but they probably didn't expect all those guys behind them to take tires and that could have cost them the race with how important track position was but yeah christopher bell got it done that was kind of the least eventful thing that happened all race considering all the chaos that happened at the end so it started off tame obviously um i think that this race definitely exposed the package even more if it hadn't already been exposed enough just no passing there was no pass for the lead and there was really no passes without major mistakes or bumping and banging throughout the entire field the guy in front just had the clean air and no one could get to him and this it's just so even it's not realistic for guys to be able to just take their car and drive to the front i i mean a few guys could make some passes on restarts but overall between restarts like i just said pit stops pit strategy and anything really that could get you some track position besides actually passing cars on green flag runs um so yeah i mean prime example joey logano starts stage one in first leads all the laps wins byron actually ran him right down and then just got stalled out because of how important clean air is and then um yeah logano pits and he gets stuck in i think the 20s and just could not recover at all and i don't know where he finished he ended up maybe being involved in some wrecks and everything but either way track position was the most important thing and I think it's going to be exactly the same at Martinsville. And what sucks about Martinsville is just it seems like you can't even bump guys out of the way because Logano is just beating Byron's bumper off at Martinsville last spring and couldn't move him at all. So, yeah, anyways, um, race was just tame all throughout. And then the caution comes out for the sign. I don't know if that was a NAS caution. They definitely needed it to make the race somewhat entertaining i mean i think chase elliott winning would have made a lot of fans happy but if you weren't an elliott fan you were kind of happy to see that caution just to see things shake up and see the chaos break loose (laughs) um i don't 
I don't know why that sign would be dangerous or why it would warrant a caution. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's there's nails in it. I just that doesn't even make sense. I don't I don't get it. Um, I mean, maybe it was off the course. They didn't show it until right when the caution came out, so it seemed like it had just got hit onto the track. And um, NASCAR was probably desperate for a caution, and we know how they operate when it comes to this stuff. But the caution comes out. Few guys pit. Kyle Busch, Bell, they finish first and third. Harvick stays out, and then the restart comes out. Dinger gets a really good run on Elliott, and they're kind of side by side. I don't know if Dinger overshot turn, what would that be, three, going into four and kind of ran Elliott up the track, but Elliott got into the grass and then that slowed him way down. And then I I think they blamed Reddick for sure for spinning Elliott, but it looked like Elliott was way down, but they also used like all the way up to the wall past the curbing at that part of the track. So I think Reddick still may have gotten a little loose and that just sent Elliot. I'm not sure at this point if Harvick had gotten the lead yet. I'm actually going to check right now. Okay, so basically Dinger ran Elliot up and then Harvick ran Dinger up the track and Dinger got right into the grass and was completely sideways pretty much and Harvick just took ran away with the lead and then Reddick wrecked Elliot. I'm going to actually watch that and see how close it was. I can't really tell if Reddick wrecked him or if Elliot came down too far. It's really hard to tell. I think Elliot was pretty mad after, but he didn't really blame anybody, so I don't know. Um, yeah, and then Bell got around Dinger, who was in second at the time, and then the next caution came out, and then the battle up front was pretty calm. Bell just got around Harvick, and that was kind of the end of it, but I think Briscoe started way back and he just slammed his way through and caused some chaos spun a bunch of cars out and got a bunch of points there and then the next restart which was the final restart he did it again and then that's when the controversial thing happened where he was got a run on jones and then he kind of went three wide with jones and austin dillon austin dillon passed him and went to the high side to get a good run through the chicane and briscoe stayed low and I mean, I think Briscoe just really went outbreaked everyone. But it also looked like after he passed them, I think Cole Custer kind of slowed them down so he could get clear. So I don't know if they would have turned down and taken Briscoe too, too wide through the chicane or if he would have passed them anyways. But for them to coordinate that perfectly through the chicane, it's it'd be way too hard. So I don't think... Cole Custer intentionally gave him them spots. I think if they're going through the chicane and he sees his teammate who needs points right there, he might slow down to give him room and not hold the guys up, but I, yeah, I guess hold them up a little, um, but not enough where it like warrants a penalty or anything. I mean, Elliot did it to Harvick last year, then in 2020, Hamlin was one above the cut line and if he had gone past he would have gone below it and they told Jones not to pass him so there's been way too many times where they haven't penalized drivers for that stuff so I don't there's no way they're gonna penalize him I think they should review it 
I just don't think they should give him a penalty. So, yeah, Larson ends up not making it. Um, I guess that's just what happens when you get a guy who's way below the cut line winning a race. I was shocked that Larson, of all drivers, didn't make it, especially because he's just been pretty quiet and there was all that other chaos happening. But when you look at it, Byron when he got those points back which I kind of knew was going to happen because NASCAR is so inconsistent with their penalties that HMS had basically just leverage over them when it came to that so it just wouldn't make sense for them to not readjust the penalty I do think it's weird that they increased the fine and gave him the points back that just doesn't make sense to me but anyways yeah that ends up knocking Larson out and Suarez, he doesn't make it because of a points thing. I felt bad for him just because of how good he's been doing. And best road course car all year probably on sheer speed. And he ends up, would he do? Oh, he lost power steering. And by the time they got it fixed, he was so far back. And his arms were just destroyed from trying to wheel the car without power steering. And Chastain had an issue too. He took it to the garage, got it fixed. Same thing as Larson. Or no, Larson broke the tow link. Chastain actually broke a major piece in the suspension. That's why they had to go to the garage and lose a bunch of laps. But Chastain was plenty good. Larson was close. And then after that, um, restart and Briscoe and Sindrick started passing cars it just dropped him way down and it sucked for him just he needed a few points in texas and dega to help limp him through if something bad happens and then he just hit the wall and that was the end of it so yeah nothing he really could have done after he was a bunch of laps down just hitting the walls ended his season pretty much feels like another round where it just survival was the only thing that matters um usually it's around a 16 that you say that for but if you look i mean larson hits the wall that costs him his season suarez he loses power steering nothing he could do just junk parts i guess is the only thing you could blame it on unless um track house actually had an issue themselves but then bowman concussion um, and then who is the last guy? Sindrick. He, I'm not, I'm not sure where his, um, round of 12 went wrong. I'm trying to think. He had a decent race. I think he just had three really mediocre races, and I think that's why he didn't make it. So he was pretty much the only one that got out because of just bad driving. I mean, I think Larson hitting the wall is different than Larson just running bad for three straight races. If that makes any sense. But anyways, I think that's pretty much everything to cover with the Roval. I really think we should just go back to the Oval. I mean, it makes for insane races just because of all the playoff implications. But if you want to see a good race, I think the Oval's the best track to do it at because we're already going here and all we have to do is race the regular track. So anyways, the first offense move of the race, I was either going to go to Bell's team for the call they made to get fresh tires or Briscoe for that move through the chicane. Because even though Cole Custer may have held those drivers up, I looked at Briscoe's telemetry and he actually 
braked later than he did on his fastest lap of the day. So he drove it in there and made it stick and didn't crash or anything. So I give him credit for that. He put it on the line, even though he might have smashed through a lot of guys on the restarts. I think that was the move that ultimately got him in the playoffs. So I'll give him credit for that. Um, underdog of the race, Justin Haley. For He's a rookie, just... He's really good at taking care of his car and just being there at the end and having a good finish. And if he keeps running like that, I think he could win eventually, even though he's in really low, not really low, but pretty low tier equipment. Um, yeah, moving on to race takes. You can drop your takes on my Instagram story or at anchor.fm slash first fence. So first one, we got a good amount. I posted it yesterday. First one says, should Cole be penalized for helping his teammate keep Larson out of the playoffs? We talked about this. No, I don't think so. I think it should be looked at, but unless it's like super, super egregious and obvious, then I don't think a teammate should be penalized. I mean, they, there's teammates in NASCAR. You're obviously going to get that. Cole has all that pressure on him and everything. And just te- dragging the brake a little longer and especially on a road course it's just you can't really do much about that um this one says bell is the real deal yeah bell definitely proved how good he is with two wins this year and probably the best gibbs car right now he doesn't have like insane raw speed all the time but he's been taking care of his car and finishing strong um this one says good until restart then all of the drivers went nascar heat mode i don't think it was good until the restart I mean, unless you're a Chase Elliott fan, that makes sense because he was just going to probably go away with the win. Um, this one says Roval sucks. I don't like it. it. It's not that bad with the right package. It can be decent, but with this car, it's just not good. This one says garbage. This one says no more Roval, man. It's not cool. Yeah, I just I think if we go to natural road courses, they're a lot better. The one cool thing I like about the Roval is how aggressive they can hit the bank, the, hit the curbs and turtles. It makes it kind of cool, but I think that there's just other opportunities to go to races. They can put on a show similar to this, and we can still have the Charlotte Oval, which is obviously a great track. All right, now we're going to talk about the round of eight. Um, I don't know who is going to make the final four still because of how crazy these races have been but I'm thinking that Hamlin will I kind of want to say Logano because I think he'll do what he's got to do at Martinsville I think Elliott's got 31 points that's really not that much I mean one wreck and that's gone so I just, I don't know, I think he'll get it together at Vegas, even though he said he sucks there in an interview, and I think he'll qualify well at Martinsville. I think it he'll be fine, um, unless he has bad luck. I don't think he's going to win one of these races, but I think he'll find a way to point his way through. Hamlin, I just have a feeling, he, he owes Chastain one, so he could just use him up, even Byron. I don't feel too good about Blaney because I think now it's at the point where you really got to step it up and he doesn't have that speed. And then Bell, I don't know. It's tough. I'm going to say Hamlin is pretty much the only one that I have locked in for sure. Um, 
Briscoe, I don't think, is going to make it. I'm going to say Hamlin, Logano, and then either Bell or Ch- Bell or Bell and Chastain or Elliott. So I don't know between Chastain or Elliott who's going to make it. Um, if Chastain makes it, Hamlin will just use him up in the final race for sure if it means winning the, everything. Uh, I'm not even going to make a final guess because I don't know. I don't see the point in it when Byron or Blaney could win it and change everything. Um, but yeah, going to Vegas, I think JGR is going to be really good there. I Kyle Busch and Truex were the two fastest cars there in the spring, and I think it's going to stay that way. I think that there's a really good chance that a non-playoff driver wins. I really don't look at like the only drivers I look at are Hamlin, Bell, and maybe Elliott at Vegas. Um, and then Homestead, Larson could easily win that. And then obviously the Toyotas again have really good intermediate packages. Um, I think Reddick too, a non-playoff driver will be good there. And then Martinsville is just going to be a matter of qualifying well, having good pit stops and just keeping your track position so I don't know how that one's going to turn out it's just I know it's going to be a boring 500 miles for sure and not too fun to watch so next week's race is at 2 30 on Sunday there's an Xfinity race at 3 and there's no truck race um Xfinity series I'm taking Gregson um he's just going to be really tough to beat there just because of how good he is at intermediates. And I think the J- JRM cars in general would be fast and Gibbs and Almendinger. I think Gregson, Gibbs, and Almendinger are way better than the rest of the field right now and are definitely going to make the final four. Cup race Sunday, like I just said. Um, I want to go with a non-playoff driver, but every time I do, it just doesn't turn out good. So I think I'm going to go with... Martin Truex Jr. So yeah, just completely contradicted what I just said, but I think Truex is going to get his first win finally. Um, I think him or Kyle Busch, they were both got kind of, they were having a good battle and then that caution came out and they took four tires and everyone else took two and Bowman ended up winning that and Larson was up there ahead of them as well. So yeah. That's that for Vegas. Should be a good race. All the intermediates seem to be, and I'm really looking forward to Homestead. I think that one's going to be one of the better races of the season, and this car is going to be amazing on that track. I wish we went there twice. I'm not looking forward to Martinsville. I wish we had made some more significant changes to the car to make that race a little better, especially how long it is. It's just not going to be too pretty and the drivers are like dreading it like Elliot said it's going to be worse than the Roval and Hamlin said it's going to be really bad so yeah I and then the other thing is hopefully no one gets hurt on any of the intermediates and backs it into the wall Uh, that wouldn't be good at all either at this point I think really the only thing we can hope for is a good Vegas, a good homestead, and just a good final championship race. I really don't like Phoenix for the championship race, but it can put on a good show. I kind of wish it was homestead still. 
we'll just have to wait and see if it gets changed for 2024. Who knows, maybe they'll change it. But overall, I hope the rest of the season goes pretty good. No one gets hurt. We see at least two more good races, and then they fix up the car, and goes it goes to the Bush Clash and Daytona. I just hope the short track package is fixed up a little more than anything. That's probably the most important package besides the intermediates, in my opinion. And I think even the super speedway package could use some work. But, I mean, you would think they have all the data. They can do some testing and they got to fix the safety already so they can make other adjustments on other parts of the car while they're doing that. I hope they do. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. There's definitely a lot going to be that's going to be going on in the off season. Yeah. But for now, we got Vegas next week. It should be a great race, like I said earlier. But yeah, anyways, let me know what you guys thought of the Roval. I mean, it was really boring until the end. It's funny watching like 50 cars spin out, but it just kind of, you get sick of it when it's this many times a season. I get it once or twice, but there's been so much gimmicky chaos this year that it's kind of getting old. Anyways, I hope you guys have a good week. I'll see you next Sunday or Monday whenever the podcast comes out. And I hope you guys enjoy the races. Peace.